good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Today is Saturday, the 19th of February 2022, and we will start off as we always do with the nationwide daily COVID report. The country registered 27 more COVID-19 fatalities and 18,066 new cases during the previous 24 hours, the Public Health Ministry announced Friday morning. This compared with the 22 COVID-related fatalities and 17,340 new cases reported on Thursday morning. There were 17,898 local cases and 168 imported ones. Now, as we said, again, 18,066 confirmed new cases with approximately 9,956 probable cases that were discovered by ATK, 168 cases from abroad and 83 from prisons. Out of the 149,589 people in care, 69,943 are in hospital. 755 are in ICU at the moment and there are 182 on ventilators. Now, Chambury Public Health Office was reporting 811 confirmed cases, 709 probable cases and one death. Most confirmed cases were in Chambury, 155, Sira Shah, 266, and Banglamung, Patia, 148. There are 7,344 patients in care. And Phuket Public Health Office reported 615 new cases on the island, out of which 534 are local and 81 are from abroad. There were no deaths and there are now 5,909 people in care. The provincial governors have been ordered by the Prime Minister Prayachanacha to prepare contingency plans to cope with rising COVID-19 infections as daily new infections are exceeding 18,000, the government spokesperson Tanakorn Wangbunkanchana said this morning. He said that the Prime Minister wants all governors to intensify publicity campaigns through their networks of village heads and community leaders, urging people to comply strictly with basic safety measures. Those in border provinces have been instructed to look out for illegal migrant workers and to report suspicious-looking strangers in their communities to the authorities. He also said that police and labour officials have been told to check factories in their localities to make sure that they are not hiring illegal migrants and to crack down on human trafficking gangs smuggling workers from neighbouring countries to work in Thailand. So that's just an update on the daily COVID numbers. We're looking at close to 30,000 cases a day now and it seems to be climbing each and every day. There's a lot of talk and discussion that we're coming kind of to the peak of it and we'll start to see it decline in the next couple of days. I'm not so sure. I have never known so many people to have COVID. I can count single-handedly at least 30 people that I know personally who have COVID at the moment. So yes, it is definitely starting to take hold here in Thailand, but hopefully the public health system will be able to cope with it and we can continue to move forward. And moving along to the first story of the day, the Thai Prime Minister says he will not quit amid pressure from the opposition. Prime Minister Prayachanacha stated clearly during a parliamentary debate today that he will not resign after an opposition MP drafted a resignation letter on his behalf. Yesterday, there was an effort to get me to resign with the submission of a resignation letter. You can keep that for yourself. 
I'm not about to quit, said the Prime Minister during his response to opposition allegations related to Akara mining. The effort of which Pryat was referring to was a resignation letter tweeted later Thursday night by Putai MP Tassani Buran Pakorn from Chiang Mai province written on behalf of Pryut. Apparently intended to put more pressure on Pryat, the two-paragraph draft included the PM's admission to his failure in public administration and the announcement of his resignation. It prompted thousands of reactions on the platform. In response to Pryat's remarks that Tassani should keep the letter for her own use, the Chiang Mai MP took to Twitter and said that she has no doubt over the prospects of her re-election. Mr. Prime Minister, I was voted for by the people. I did not steal power from anyone. I am the result of an election. I am not afraid to run in a new election. And next up, diesel price cut takes effect. The reduction in the excise tax on diesel took effect on Friday, resulting in the pump price falling by 2 baht per litre. Government House announced that the Royal Gazette on Thursday published a new rate of excise tax on diesel, which would run until May 20th. The rate is temporarily reduced by 3 baht per litre in accordance with the Cabinet's resolution earlier this week to ease the impact of high energy prices on the cost of transport and consumer goods. The tax cut took effect on Friday when the retail diesel price dropped by 2 baht per litre to 27.94 baht a litre in Bangkok and its vicinity. The Energy Ministry collected the remaining 1 baht per litre to add to the state oil fund, which could therefore continue to subsidise oil prices until May 31st instead of March 31st, Government House said. The tax reduction follows a long-running campaign by truckers for a reduction in the cost of fuel. They want the diesel price lowered to 25 baht a litre. And moving straight along and back to the wealthy foreigners that the government are trying to lure to Thailand. The elite card is to lure wealthy investors with work visas. Thailand plans to use a newly introduced Thailand elite card program offering a work permit to lure investment from international professionals. Yutasak Supasorn, the Tourism Authority of Thailand Governor and the Chairman of the Board of Directors at Thailand Privilege Card, the operator of Thailand Elite Card, said the Royal Gazette published on January 6th privileges for cardholders in the Flexible Plus program, including changing the privilege entry visa to a non-B visa and a five-year work permit. Cardholders receive these privileges if they apply for one of three types of cards worth 1 or 2 million baht and invest at least 1 million US dollars in either real estate, a limited company or a public company or the stock exchange. He said the 10-year visa may resemble a similar scheme calling long-term residence LTR that the cabinet approved last month. TPC will differentiate its products by offering exclusive services for members while staying in Thailand, such as concierge services in the immigration fast lane at airports, as well as limousine transfers and golf, spa and personal liaisons, aiming to match demand for those seeking additional assistance, said Mr. Yutasak. The required investment value of the LTR scheme is between $250,000 and $500,000, lower than Thailand's elite card investment threshold of $1 million, and members must keep their investment for five years to maintain the work permit. The target market could be different as LTR may be attractive for business-oriented individuals, while elite cards will focus on so-called pleasure visitors, who combine leisure and business purposes, he said. TPC wants to attract 400 members in the Flexible Plus scheme in the first year, which will help generate at least 15 billion baht for the local economy via direct investment, said Mr. Yutasak. He said the Tourism Authority of Thailand, 
as the major shareholder of DTPC, directed the company to conduct a market survey to pinpoint the specific needs of high net worth segment before launching the program in April. In fiscal 2021, TPC recorded a net profit of 238 million baht, its first time ever posting a profit after incurring losses since its establishment in 2003. This year, the company hopes to add 4,400 new members, up from 3,280 in 2021. We have to maintain a profit in the long run, which is still a challenge, said Mr. Yutasak. The profit gained last year was partly driven by lower service costs as members could not visit Thailand due to travel restrictions. The number of active members was only 300 per month, down from 3,000 in the pre-COVID period. And moving along to the featured story of the day, the government needs to lift all COVID curbs. Various tourism business operators in the South and East, as well as the Thai Hotels Association, are calling on the government to fully reopen the country to international tourists by lifting all remaining COVID-19 restrictions from next month. In an open letter addressed to the Prime Minister Prayachana Cha and other officials dated Wednesday, the group said the government should declare COVID-19 an endemic and lift all restrictions including the Thailand Pass and post-arrival COVID testing requirements for international tourists. Several countries including Sweden, Denmark, Norway and the United Kingdom have already declared the spread of COVID-19 as endemic and cancelled almost all the coronavirus curbs, the letter said. Thailand needs to further relax COVID-19 restrictions for tourists now, or else it may lose the ability to compete with other nations, the group said in the letter, referring to key competitors in the global tourism market, such as Vietnam and Japan. In this region, the Philippines, for instance, on February 10th, cancelled post-arrival COVID-19 tests previously imposed on international visitors, it said. Moreover, April will be an important month for Thailand tourism industry as Western tourists usually like to travel to the kingdom during the Easter holidays, while Songkran normally attracts a huge number of foreign visitors, it said. The letter calls on the government to cancel its policy to conduct repeated RT-PCR tests on foreign tourists during the first and fifth days of their stays in the country. On February 1st, the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration, that's the CCSA, began relaxing the country's COVID-19 restrictions for visitors arriving under the test-and-go scheme by lifting the mandatory quarantine period and shifting to the tests. However, to enter Thailand under this scheme, tourists must book a hotel room for their fifth-day testing ahead of their travel. According to the Tourism Association, the number of COVID-19 infections found during the second RT-PCR test was lower when compared with infections found among the local population. Citing figures compiled in Phuket from February 1st to Sunday, these associations said the infection rate among post-arrival tests was 2.17%, while the rate of infections found in second tests on the fifth day was 3.56%. Still, these infected tourists have apparently not caused any burden on the country's healthcare system as their infection rate is very close to that of the common flu, they said in the letter. All foreign tourists who tested positive for COVID-19 either showed mild or no symptoms according to the letter. Quarantine for an infected tourist should also be shortened from 10 to only 5 days, while those identified at high risk of contracting disease should be exempt if cleared of infection in the first test, said the groups. Well, as we discussed over the last week or two, there has been 
a very big silence from the hotel industry and the airline industry about this and everybody's been kind of saying nothing and keeping quiet and finally now they are starting to speak and they're starting to call for the restrictions to be cancelled in actual fact there's about three to four stories today in relation to that it is a sign that things are not going well under this test and go scheme and i think it's very evident at this moment in time another story that appeared was that uh the minister of Public Health, Anotan Sharavakul. Uh, he had a meeting with Tony Fernandez, the CEO and the founder owner of Air Asia, who has called for the second test to be scrapped. And he said he's passed this information on to the disease control uh, for consideration. So, yes, there seems to be pressure coming on the government now to start scrapping this whole Thailand pass, test and go, and start to reopen the country, as is many other countries in the world, what they're doing. So, yes, there is a push towards it. As I've said continuously on this show, in order for tourism to start to recover, the economy start to recover, people to start to have a few bat in their pocket, the country does need to reopen because what's coming in right now is just not enough to keep people working and having a living. And it's just not there. Today on Twitter, I saw a very good comment by someone and it was an overall discussion about people explaining to their family and their parents who had thought about coming to visit them in Thailand and say, you know, and after they explained all the rules and regulations, their parents and family were kind of like, well, no, we'll skip that till it's all gone. And think of it like this. I mean, if the people who love you the most are not willing to go through all that, what hope is there for tourists coming here? Now, I do know that some tourists say, oh, it's easy enough. You just, you know, it's not a big deal. Fill out the Thailand pass, do all the PCR tests. But what's coming in is not enough to service the amount of hotels and hospitality businesses that there is in this country. And that is why you're seeing so many places shutting down and so many places that are still shut down from two years ago. And we have to remember, this is two years in the making now. So it is time for the country to reopen. It's time to get back to normal. And a lot of people, you know, are pushing for that now. There's a lot of big names coming up, a lot of pressure being put on this government to get things open and get people in this country spending money so that Thai people can start to earn a living and a good living at that. We'll see how this pans out, whether or not they'll listen to experts, whether or not they'll listen to the hotel industry, whether or not they'll listen to the CEO of big companies. Who knows? But at the end of the day, my hope is that all this kind of regulation to come into the country for a holiday soon disappears. It benefits everyone. It benefits the expat who wants to go home and visit their family and then come back. It benefits the tourists who want to come in and spend their money. It benefits the local population and everybody is in a win-win situation. So fingers crossed we will start to see things changing in the next few weeks. Well that is my hope but who knows the Thai government could see a surge of cases and get spooked and we could go the complete opposite way. But as always we will keep our eye on this story and as it unfolds we will certainly bring it to you here on the Thai Expat Daily Show. And moving along to our next story. Sri Panwa resort owner threatens negative reviewer with legal action and the less majeste law. The owner of Sri Panwa Resort in Phuket threatened to file a less majeste complaint and a lawsuit against a customer who left a negative review about the hotel. Varasit was referring to a Facebook user named Graz Superwit who said that she stayed at the hotel between February 13th and 15th. She said she paid for a room which cost 40,000 baht per night, but she was not happy with the condition of the room. She said the room was made out of old wood and was musty. In response, the owner of the hotel threatened to file charges. 
Fake news again. I will get you with the law. And 112 Varisid Plawan Isara wrote on a now deleted Instagram post on Wednesday night. I know who you are and instead of me going to deal with you myself, I will expose you and you will apologise or pay millions, he said. 112 is shorthand for the violation of section 112 of the criminal code, more commonly known as the Les Majeste Law. Graz's post about the hotel had nothing to do with the royal institution, but she also shared a meme that was related to the pro-reform movement. She also posted on Phuket Review Group on Wednesday night with photos of the room. She said the reason why she decided to write the review was because she does not want other customers to have the same experience of paying a lot of money for an unworthy room. Just to remind you keyboard want to be gangsters out there, you are messing with the wrong person. Messing with me, it's like messing with China, USSR and USA, security force, working together, Varisit said. This was not the first time that the hotel threatened to sue social media users who were leaving negative reviews of the resort on online platforms. The hashtag Ban Shui was trending in September 2020 as pushback to Varisit calling for the arrest of pro-democracy leader Panusea Rung Sitcher Watakol. In response, several social media users review-bombed the resort on online platforms resulting in the threat of lawsuits. So yet again, we have another hotel trying to intimidate and sue a former guest who stayed at the hotel who was not happy and made a legitimate review online and then was threatened again. Now we did have this happen last year in relation to an American who stayed at a hotel in Chang, and I know there was another case before that as well. And it's becoming all too common for this to keep happening. And it does need to stop because at the end of the day, a hotel is a business. And a business is there to supply the best service it can to the customer. Normally, when you get a review like that or a bad review or or there's something in it that says, you know, that we weren't happy with this or that, you look at that review and then you use it to improve your business and improve your service and the standards that you give to your customers. But in these cases, this is not what's happening. They're intimidating people to get rid of their views so that they don't need to improve their business. They just need to threaten people so that they'll be scared to do it. And I do know a lot of people now, especially here in Thailand, are getting hesitant but leaving bad reviews for fear of this threat of legal action. And it does, in my opinion, needs to stop. Now, the way I believe that likes of online travel agencies such as Booking.com, Agoda, these kind of places, they should be leading the way in stopping this kind of thing by saying to the likes of these hotels that go after customers that if you go after a customer, should be in the terms and conditions that we will delist you off our website and you will no longer be able to sell on our website. And the likes of Google should stop allowing them to have listings, business listings on Google. And just cut them off completely because if that's how they're going to treat people and customers who are legitimately staying and paying a lot of money to stay in a hotel, then there needs to be severe repercussions for those hotels who engage in these kind of tactics. That's just my opinion on the whole situation. But guys, I would love to know what you think. In most countries around the world, it's perfectly acceptable to leave a bad review if you've had a bad experience. Have you ever heard of something like this in other countries where hotels are trying to sue you to take down the bad review? Do you agree with the idea that they should be delisted off online travel agents when they breach, in my opinion, business ethics like this? I'd love to know your opinion, as always, down in the comment section. And finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Man arrested for Phuket currency exchange boot robbery. A 20-year-old man has been arrested and charged with robbing a currency exchange boot of about 220,000 baht in Patong five days ago. 
Woman rescued from closed coffee shop on fire. Police are still investigating what caused a closed coffee shop on Cata Road to catch fire on Wednesday with one woman frozen with fear rescued from the burning building. And finally, bringing the noise to Siri Music and Food Festival. Expect the noise levels in Phuket to ratchet up a notch or two this weekend as the Siri Music and Food Festival 2022 takes place in Rasada. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.